Welcome back to the Lady Heather Show, where I talk about my life so you can forget about yours. Okay, so this is going to be kind of a compilation of... um, Scariness. No, no, well, not... (laughs) Shut up. Not scariness, but of episodes. So I'm starting this uh, Tuesday night, and then the main rest of the podcast um, is going to happen tomorrow, Wednesday... <clears throat> when I meet, sit down, when I meet with Snowy Rodeo. Um, okay, so Tori and Steve and the other two girls no, just... I, tell. I will, I will. I'm setting setting things up. Come sit closer to me. Okay. Tori and Steve and the other girls went on a Polaris ride and they just got back. I'm in the process of dyeing my hair and they just got back and Tori's like, we need to talk. I'm. Oh, I was gonna say something that would embarrass you, but I'm not gonna say that. Okay. No, tell me, tell me. What you don't you care. Say? I was gonna ask if you started your period. Oh, that's the. Well, you told me to tell you. That's the first thing I thought Wait, of. Are you like crying? No, you better not be crying. Oh. I've told you. Okay, we're not going there. We're not. We don't, we're not talking about that, babe. Please, stop his jingling at least in the background. Okay. I, Steve, I'm you recording stop, a very professional podcast. Don't start fighting okay. the middle of podcast. Okay, listen. So, Tori came back and she's like, we need to talk. I'm like, okay, what's going on? Okay, so Tori, what happened? So, um, Just talk normal like you're talking to me. Yeah, Pretend so we're not recording. me and daddy... Wait, did I say daddy? Yeah, you're perfect. Okay. Just act like you're talking to me. Father. <laughs> me and papa... No, just act okay. like, just be, okay. Nor- okay. literally ignore the phone. You don't have to yell. Just talk. Okay, hide the phone. <laughs> Bitch, I can't hide the phone. Then it's not going to, we're not going to be able to hear it. <laughs> you two start. get it together. Exactly. Just look at me. Okay. So we were, <laughs> so we were driving in the Polaris and, um, Taddy stopped. It's dark out. Yeah, it's pretty dark. It's like. Uh, Don't look at the time. Eight o'clock. It's seven o'clock. Uh, oh, you're winking. It feels well. It's dark. It got dark early. Yeah. Okay. So eight o'clock, and we were driving, <laughs> uh-huh. and Daddy stopped the Polaris and to stop at a little place to look at the tree, and uh, face me when you talk. At first, Daddy heard this little noise, and he didn't say anything because. How it, do you know he heard a noise? Because he told that when he was telling you. Okay, okay. And then after that, he he kept driving, and then he heard it again. And then um, before he said anything, I was like, do you hear that, Daddy? And he said, yeah, you heard it too. And it was like a man's voice, and it had a really deep voice. It was like, it sounded like that, and he was just talking gibberish. Like, and we drove forward where we heard the noise, uh-huh. and the speakers weren't working. Well, yeah, the speakers and the Polaris are not working right now. Where, the Polaris where is were working. The... How would we try? No, the speakers oh, were yeah, not. Yeah. How did where where were y'all sitting? You and Daddy were in the front. Yeah, me and Teddy and all Daddy and Stella. Were oh, in all the of front. y'all were in the front. Yeah. And, and where you were sitting on the outside? No. No. I'm sitting in the middle. It was Stella, Teddy. I'm just Stella, trying to imagine Daddy. how y'all so could both Daddy, hear. And then Stella, we and then me, other. and then Teddy. Okay, now you both separately 
If you hear the crunching in the background, it is my dog, Rody eating the cat food that Steven <laughs> won't stop. Rody, so I Okay, listen. But Steve and Tori both have had experience. Okay, can I tell my experiences, experiences with sure with spirits or ghosts? So hold on. Oh wait, wait, wait. I have another question about tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay, I feel like whenever stuff like this happens, you can feel an energy. Yeah. It could be a heavy energy oh, that sorry. feels bad. It could be a happy energy, or it can just be like neutral yeah what was tonight heavy it felt heavy daddy was like to the girls you were heavy yeah the way that were okay you were afraid i was like i'm not afraid to the girls because they were like freaking out they didn't hear it but daddy but y'all were talking to each other oh but she didn't hear it but tori but do you think all ghosts have a heavy a heaviness to them Really? Can I? Let me tell you my other okay, experiences. Re- okay, yes. So, the first experience when this same spirit started following me uh-huh. is so, like, at the Boy Scouts area, there's like, a, um, like an can old I, Can restaurant. I explain? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Explain where this is at. Okay, so on the property that, that we live on, um, it used to be the old Boy Scouts of America, like, their, their, one of their campuses, their campgrounds. How many acres? 2,300. 2,300 acres. And one of our friends took four, 600 acres, 300 acres, I don't know, and has created a, a development with like 25 to 50 acre lots, okay? So we bought um, a lot that's 20-something acres, um, and we had two properties I mean, two homes on the lot that we bought. And they used to be the ranger cabins for the camp. Like, they took care of all of the campgrounds. But what's really cool is throughout the rest of the development, because we're one of the first houses. Like, we redid the first cabins. Um, Steve, stop. Do not. (laughs) Seriously. This is very serious business. I'm not talking. Secrets, secrets are no fun. I was telling her how cool this whole thing is. Okay, okay, well, you're interrupting me. Okay. Okay, so what's cool about this development that's happening is there are still a bunch of old buildings and structures um, that was from the Boy Scouts. I mean, how many years old would you say? We think our other, at least the other one was 1930s, that first cabin. Okay. So before Boy Scouts even was here. Okay. So this, but this property has a lot of, um, uh, a lot of history. Starting in the 40s, late 40s. Starting in the 40s. So when we drive, we can drive around our Polaris and there's a bunch of roads on, um, this land that's being developed into this. I, it's not subdivision. It is a development. This feels like a free acreage place. But anyway... There's old Boy Scout cabins, mm-hmm. there's horse stables, there's this big restaurant that, um, it just feels like a huge, dark, creepy restaurant. Okay. And is this where your story begins? Yes. Can you, hold on, Steve, can you turn the air conditioning so it'll cut off? Because I'm cold. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So, it took place at the... 
large creepy restaurant. Uh-huh. We were, the old Boy Scout restaurant. Uh-huh. So our old neighbors, like Stevie and Drew and Kelly, not Kelly. They, I talk yeah, about Kelly them was, all the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So all of them were in the Polaris with me and Daddy and Stella and Teddy. And I don't think you were there. I was there. Oh, you were? Yeah. So we were there. And we were, there's like, so the restaurant, and there's like a, a nurse's little, an old nurse's oh, thing uh-huh. after. A first aid station. Yeah, we were, we were leaving that. Which one? We were leaving the restaurant uh-huh. to go to the, uh, the thing. So we were all getting in the Polaris. And before, and when I was sitting, I was buckling up. Mm-hmm. And before I buckled up, I saw this thing. So there's like a little post thing uh-huh. uh, that holds like the roof up of the restaurant. Yes. And I saw this white thing swirling around it. Uh-huh. And I thought it was just like... A bag, plastic bag, napkin. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I went closer and it looked like steam. Just swirling around. Yeah. After that, I had this feeling, what if it follows me? You just... That's when I do you first feel like, saw it. Do you feel like you you thinking, what if it follows me? Do you feel like that was a gut instinct? Or do you feel like that was just a fear? That was a fear. Okay. But it, it actually happened. Just okay. wait. Uh-huh. And I was like, guys, I think I just saw a spirit. And it was like, no, you didn't. It was just of like... Of course we didn't believe you. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then after that, so we we were at the house... This was a lot of days later, but mm-hmm. we were at the house, and Here, I was taking a house. shower in the guest room. Uh-huh. Before this whole spirit thing happened, I was just, I just had this bad feeling in the guest room uh-huh. before any of this happened. I was in the guest room taking a shower. Uh-huh. I left the shower. The uh-huh. door was opened. Uh-huh. And... It opens to the inside. Yeah, it was open in the inside, and I was going out to brush my hair and I was brushing my hair I didn't close it because I usually do that after I'm done but the uh the door slammed shut and the water turned on Tori Suchma it's not a joke listen I'm listen to me I'm not saying it's a joke but your father has a habit of when he tells stories, every time he tells the story, it gets more fantastical. I just want to make sure, seriously, I want to make sure that your recollection, I remember you telling me about the door slamming. I do not remember you telling me about the water cutting on. Okay, well, the water didn't really, like, turn on, like, but all the way. But it's dripped. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, it just started dripping. It, like, turned on a little. Uh-huh. But I saw the handle turn, and then it started dripping. But you never told Daddy or I when that happened. You never brought it up to us. I told you, like, the day after. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Hey, it was like your soft stir. Hey, you didn't Steve, stop. shut up. Shut up, Steve. Tell Daddy to work to stay focused. That was mommy. That, that was my fault. That was my fault. And I don't want to talk I about it. And I saw you whispering. <laughs> I told him to shut the fuck up. 
That's well, what I saw. <laughs> well, because we went to a Froyo place, and this place was so clean. It smelled like Fabuloso, which you would think would turn what you is off. Fabuloso? It's like um, you remember uh in our old house the housekeeper whenever you would walk in it would have that smell oh, yeah that it's that so good. that's what the froyo place smelled like and everything was so perfectly clean that i was so worried oh about God. you guys making a mess you and then the i shut up mess. i know i accidentally i guess you know you pull the froyo handle down I thought it would just bounce back up. Well, too. apparently it didn't. And as we were walking out, we saw this huge pile of vanilla <laughs> froyo. And I I think we tried to blame Tori. And then I realized, like, oh, crap, it was me. Okay, Tori, get back over here. No, Tori, seriously, do you want to be a part of this or not? Yes, okay. And then no. after, after the whole shower thing, uh, so we were... At this isn't going to work. Let 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 Fox go. <gasps> okay. We were okay. on a cruise just recently so this we, summer. Yeah, we were on the cruise. And so this happened after the two things. Okay, question. Mhm. So the spirit that you felt at the restaurant that you felt like that's where it started. Does that energy feel heavy, heavy or... because that was the first time, and I knew. But, but I already had these but, feelings but, before any of this happened. But do you think that it is, like, that these spirits or this, the, the energy is bad, or it just scares you because it's new and totally out there? I don't know. It hasn't done enough yet. Okay, but, so then tell tell me your next one on the cruise. I kind of am scared now uh, because I'm having all these feelings before this happens and it happens. I'm like, oh, no, I'm right. My first, before it even followed me, uh-huh. I was like, oh, no, what if it's going to follow me? It followed me. And whenever... Do you feel... Oh, gosh. Hey, guys. any of the happened, I was scared. I was just had this bad feeling in the guest room. Uh-huh. And then that shower thing happened. Do you feel... Can you feel if it feels like male or female energy? Or you can't tell at all? I can't tell. You can't tell. Well, okay. So, tomorrow I'm going to speak to this incredible woman. Her name is Snowy Rodeo. I think I've told you about her before a while ago. You know the the deck of cards that I have with the Mm -hmm. pictures and you got the birthday gift where you get to color your own tarot cards? Mm -hmm. It they're so cool and it's so fun. How do you play? It's not a game. Mm -hmm. I'll 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 have to explain it to you. But anyway, I'm going to talk to Snowy because I have these dreams. Steve, if you come in here with your silly Daddy, ass mom. energy. <laughs> listen, I'm trying to have a serious conversation with Tori. So, Tori, I think I've told you that I have these dreams where I realize I'm dreaming in the dream. And I can make myself fly. I can make myself go anywhere. I can make myself do anything because I'm aware that I'm dreaming. Well, the other night I had the most insane, what they call that is lucid dreaming. And I had the most intense, not bad, but intense 
lucid dream and I feel like I have this special power or oh, this Tori Tori but I feel like I have this special power or this special ability and I want to understand what to do with it but I'm glad we're recording this now because I can let Snowy listen to it and see what she thinks or feels because Snowy has the ability to connect with spirits or people who have already passed away. Aww. Do you get that? Kind of. Well, Tori, okay, I'm about to stop. No. Listen, going. okay, but then just focus. This is serious. One day I might get paid for this. No. Do you want to go to college? Uh-huh. So then stop. Oh, okay. Um, okay, what else? Just for memory's sake, um, how, do, how do you like living in Wimberley? Good, but I don't like... I like cities. And Sugarland was big. Yeah. yeah, more of a city. You miss, you know, traffic and... You know, okay, let's be honest. I know what you miss. You miss McDonald's, and you miss Chick-fil-A, and you miss bouncy places. But other than that, I think you're going to have, I think your childhood here is going to be so much more rich and fun and wild and free. Ooh, okay, come over, and then we'll end this. Okay. Sit up here. Well then, come on! Okay. Everybody's already this asleep this, listening this is to this. Really scary. Okay, okay, guys, please don't stop the podcast. It gets really scary here. Okay. So it's kind of hard to explain because I don't have my hands. Because I usually like use it's my okay. hands to like. It's okay. It's like, okay. I'll help. But like, so me and Daddy were on the cruise, and we just started this new thing. Where one the cruise is about to end, we have like a little night by ourselves, and we go out to like restaurants, like a cruise restaurant, and get like frozen yogurt, and then a daddy daughter date, just yeah. you two. And I just walk around and explore, and, and we snuck into shopping. a small, I mean uh-huh. spa, not a small. You, and you we snuck went into a spa. gym, and it was already closed, and Daddy couldn't tell me no where to go. And so, yeah, we did that, and we went to this place. It's like a restaurant, and it has frozen yogurt. Mm-hmm. So we went to get some frozen yogurt, and there's this... I don't this... think I know about this. I thought I told you, but... And what's even more crazy is... So let me tell the story first. I'll tell you the crazy part after. This is really creepy, even more creepy than the story. So we were at the restaurant and we saw this guy he like it was a like really like about everybody was about to go to sleep because it's like dark Mm -hmm. so people were cleaning counters and stuff and this one guy uh so there's this table right next to us Uh and i saw the guy behind my chair and daddy saw the guy behind his chair we just saw the guy were Right, you both just see somebody and don't think anything of it. Yeah, and but we see him in different places at the end because we talk about it. And, and then you realize then he, you both saw the same person. But, 
but just, standing behind. Yeah. But just wait. Okay. And then. See, uh, we do have to stop this us. in a minute and a half. Okay, so he crosses us. Shh, Can we okay. do another podcast after? Yeah, sure. Okay, so he crosses us, and uh, he like moves next to this cup, and when he moves, cause we both see him from different directions. So for Daddy, he's going next to behind my chair, and for me, he's going next to behind his chair. And there was no mirror. No. Okay. And. This cup was the, was on the table next to us because a person uh, that was eating there left their cup there. Uh-huh. And when he crossed, we saw it flip. Daddy asked the guy if, it, uh, if he flipped it, and he said no. And so he said no. And then after that, me and Daddy were talking about it uh-huh. a lot of days after. Yeah. Where we were... Like, this was, like, a few weeks ago. We were talking about this, and I was like, don't you remember the time we saw that spirit when the cup flipped over? And he was like, um, no. And I was like, wait, what? Was I sitting with the spirit? How insane. Okay, we're going to take a tiny pause. Listen, guys, it's going to feel like nothing to you, but I'm going to rinse my hair and then I'll call Tori back in and we'll finish up this part before tomorrow's um, uh, meeting with road with uh, Snowy Rodeo. See you in a second. All right, guys, as promised, it's felt like no time to you, but for me, I have it's finished. Been like, wait, an hour. It hasn't. It's, oh, it's been it's, sh- it's been almost an hour. I finished my hair. I self tanned. We wrote Tori on her stomach in my self tanner just for fun. It's really dark. Wait, I wish I could show him. Well, just don't show your boobies. Okay, come on, come sit down. Come sit down. Hey, my hey, name's Tori. Listen. Okay, seriously, people don't want to hear kids talk. Honest to God, they don't. Okay, I'm not a kid. Exactly. So act right. Okay. So. You felt like the spirit followed you home. Then you felt like it was in the shower mm-hmm. and shut the door. The water came on a little bit. What else? Has anything else happened to you? It did, but I can't remember. At this house? Mm, I don't know. No, I don't think anything else happened. Do you feel... Well, do you feel like it's normal that you're able to sense these things and hear and see these things, or do you think it's, like, special? Special, because only me and Daddy heard that noise. There are... It was pretty loud. It was like... Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) But the other girls didn't hear it. But I think it's... To me, I think it's really cool because it must mean you're open enough that they feel comfortable enough to come And and show themselves to you. There, at first, I But thought, some people don't believe in this at all. Like, they would say you're crazy. Guys, I swear I'm this I'm not talking is real. about them. Oh. I have a very, very, very open-minded um, listening audience. And at first, I thought it was workers because there's, like, construction going on mm-hmm. for the roads. But then I realized it's the middle of the night. Why mm-hmm. would there be any workers? Right. It, it's dark. It's it not the middle of the night, like but it's dark. He was talking to us. And Daddy felt the same way. Mm-hmm. 
It's cool when you experience something like that with somebody else so you have somebody to talk it through with. That's why I'm going tomorrow to talk to Snowy because I feel like she's going to understand what I feel my gift, what's special about me and what I can and need to do about it. If you eat a cracker on this podcast, I'm going to punch you. Plus, <laughs> those are my favorite food right now and Wait, you're not Wait, can I just have a no, not right now. You can, there's, I, I did buy more saltines though. Um, before I let you go, um, I promise I will tell Rodeo the things that have happened to you and ask her her advice. No, or, ask her who is it. Okay, I will. I hope she knows because she, I, she's, listen. It has to be somebody. I, I believe you and I believe that it is, but you're not afraid like you feel safe in our home mm-hmm. not the guest room the guest room just has a weird vibe to you but you still shower in there literally every night so it can't <laughs> be that frightening no and like i'm talking about like nights when lights are off like when it could feel creepier yeah when i just walk in there to grab something all the lights are off and it's like night mm-hmm. i walk in there and i'm like i kind of get it feels chills. spooky yeah 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 okay one more question before i let you go um i've always said there's three things that i want you to remember when i die mm-hmm. do you remember what those are number one love i'll remember you huh remember you are you fucking kidding me tori (laughs) i'll remember you sit up and let's do this what are the rules number one be you be happy oh my god oh my god (laughs) oh my god i better not die soon because you're not ready to handle life wait okay what What is it be open minded that's number one be open-minded number two is love you freely Freely. love freely Freely. number three is put your self before others oh my god (laughs) there's so much wrong with what you just said put your shopping cart back you turd and then okay so seriously in all serious number one be open-minded that means respect other people's ways of life. And instead of judging, you should be curious about it. Number two, love freely without expectation. Just love freely and openly. Number three, if you don't put if you don't put your shopping cart away, I don't believe in hell. But there is a special hell for people who don't put their shopping carts away. And it's like... You can watch everybody else play Roblox, but you're poor. In Roblox, I mean, but you're poor, and so you just have to watch everybody else play. I think that's the hell that you'll be in if you don't put your shopping carts away. And the fourth, and I'm going to keep adding to this um, as the years go by, but number four is money does not make you happy. And just because you don't have money doesn't mean you're unhappy right people live in different countries without the comforts and the things that we have and we as americans assume that they live this poor sad life but money and material things and even sometimes what we see as basic comfort is not 
necessarily what other people want or need. Um, so money does not make you happy and being without money does not necessarily mean you're going to be unhappy. Money does not bring happiness, but it makes life a lot easier. Okay. I love you. I love doing this. What we can plan on doing is after I talk to Rodeo tomorrow and I come home, uh, before I won't make you sit through all of the stuff that her and I talk about, um, while I'm telling everybody else, like unpacking everything, but I will sit with you. You're yawning. I'm tired. In mid-sentence. Okay. But I will sit down with you. And after I talk to Rodeo about you, we'll sit down. And when I'm telling you what she said, we can record it and add it to this too. Okay. Okay. Tori, as you're signing off, say your entire name. Tori. Valentine. Valentine? <laughs> you're... I mean that. Tori Valentine Suchma. Why did I say Valentine? And how old are you? Ten. I, yeah. I, ten. You're ten. You were freshly 10 years old. Somebody asked me how old I am. I said nine. And I mean 10. You're like, wait, I just turned 10. Okay. Forgetting. Because Tori, we have, I have podcasts of you when you were probably like four. So I want to keep. Yeah. You want to talk about blood, but I want to keep doing this with you so that you can listen back and like see the things that you used to believe in and things that were important to you. And we'll start doing YouTube videos together for that too. Mm -hmm. Like video diaries. Okay. Well, guys, it's going to be another snap of the finger and I'm going to be um, sitting with Snowy Rodeo and we're going to have so much fun tomorrow. So signing off for tonight. I love you from the bottom of my heart. Tori, Uh, say thank you for listening to us and giving us your time. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. She's annoying me. Welcome back to the Lady Heather Show, where I talk about my life so you can forget about yours. So this is officially um, intermission number three (laughs) that we're on at this point. But today is Wednesday, the day. I'm sitting here with Snowy Rodeo, who I'll introduce in a second, or I'll let herself um, explain like who she is and what her history is. But as I told you about on my last podcast, I had the most intense um, lucid dream I've ever had, and I have lucid dreams all the time, but this one was so intense and so different that I immediately DM'd Snowy and said, I want to sit down and I want to talk through this with you, and um, because I feel like there's something more I'm meant to be doing with this, but I just don't know what yet. So I met Snowy at a beautiful crystal shop called The Empress and she was doing tarot card readings and she gave me an amazing reading. I was there with my um, one of my best friends, Amanda, and at the time this was my first real tarot card reading and when I walked in, Amanda and I were going to sit together while she read each of our cards separately, but immediately like I felt like my energy was too drawn to you and I felt like if I was in the room that I was going to get in the way of the energy of 
Amanda, which was just odd. And I said that and I left the room and then we ended up having an amazing reading. But I also felt beyond tarot, like something so much deeper. And that's what I want to dig into. So tell, tell us about yourself, about your history and, and what you do, what you specialize in. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Um, from the moment I met you, I did feel such a strong connection as well. Uh, my name is Snowy. I'm located um, in the Austin area and I'm a psychic medium. I've been uh, working with tarot cards for over 25 years. Uh, my first deck I got when I was nine years old. I was raised Catholic, but um, when I was eight years old, we moved close to a spiritualist camp. And in that camp, um, it's in Quesadega, Florida, which if you ever want to go, we should go. Like That I, sounds amazing. My dad still lives there. Uh-huh. And basically what that is, it's a bunch of houses. Uh, it's a community. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of psychic mediums, Reiki practitioners, any type of holistic type of care. Um, and it's been happening for the longest time. In fact, it's known as the psychic capital of the world, which doesn't seem accurate, but it is. It's, it's super tiny. There's a bookstore that has tarot cards and just a bunch of spiritual things like crystals. There's a haunted hotel. Uh Um, So there's a lot of tourists that go there and um, people from Salem all over the world. Basically, my fascination and love for all things holistic, tarot, sound baths, yoga, I feel like they all incorporate a lifestyle of just exploring the unknown Uh and also like diving super deep into what we're trying to figure out, you know, our next steps in life, whether that's financial related, love related, life path related. And I feel like with tarot, it's so easy to interpret those type of messages along with the mediumship of just channeling in guides and calling out to my spirits for some assistance. Yes. Okay. I'm fascinated by your history, but you said you grew up Catholic? Yeah. And then how did your dad, like, open his mind? Like, how did y'all turn to be so different? That's a great question. So my mom, she passed away in March of this year, and I've, I've been on several podcasts where I've kind of opened up about grief, and so I don't want to touch on that today, but she was um, very psychic, and my uh-huh. grandfather on her side was also um, very intuitive. And so he, we grew up not using any type of medicine. So if we were, if we had a headache, if we were sick, like we would just have to holistically get there in a health, in a very organic, healthy way. Yeah. And it was really hard because everybody in the family was, they're, they're still super religious and very Catholic, but my mom and dad just needed to get away from New Jersey where I was living. And we went on a road trip to Miami And we stopped at like a rest stop and my mom saw this beautiful pink house and just wanted to live there. It had a pool. We didn't know it was a spiritualist area. Um, We didn't know anything about it. In fact, my high school was not in Kissadega, but it was near there. And so we learned about all of these things pretty early on. Um, When I was nine, my neighbor Una, who um, was from Africa, she stopped me on the way to the bus stop and was like, I want to give you something. And she gifted me my deck that I use today. Stop. Yeah, it's it's super old and crumbly. And I'm just like, treasure. <laughs> please, but I mean, please don't break down on me. But, you know, I do readings for people that are, that are much um, younger than my deck. So 
she taught me how to read um, uh-huh. through visualization and emotion interpretation. Uh-huh. And so when I got older, like in my late 20s, I actually did go get my continuous education, my mediumship courses. Um, one of the things I'd love to talk about is a course that I took virtually during the pandemic called Awakening Your Consciousness. And that's where I learned about lucid dreams. And that's where I learned about like the subconscious okay. mind. Okay. And so when you DM'd me, I was, I was like, hell yes, because like I literally took a whole course about it. And it's something that I am really interested in. I've never talked to anybody that fully understood what I mean. Like, there are some people who say, like, yes, sometimes I think I can tell I'm dreaming. Or, like, I asked my husband, Steve, I'm like, have you ever, like, well, have you ever flown in your dream? He's like, well, yeah. And I'm like, but did you know that you were dreaming so you decided to fly? He's like, no, I wasn't aware. I was just, I remember there was one time I was able to fly. And so I've I've been, I, I would say it's been probably a couple of years that my dreams have been getting more and more intense and so intense that I truly feel like I live two separate lives. Like, it's my soul but all the things that we attach to who we are as people here, like our family, our homes, our houses, our, our areas, like that is not my soul. That's just what makes me up here. But then my soul, I swear to you, when I sleep, I have a completely different, it's like a different reality. It's a different realm places like everything feels like deja vu everything has a feeling and an energy and whenever I think back or remember my dreams I feel the energy of each place that I've been like I said it always feels kind of familiar but this last dream should I go into telling you about this dream please yes I'd love to interpret it okay so um I start off and I'm in a store, like a big box store it seems like, and something tipped me off and I realized like, wait, I think I'm dreaming. And my test is always like, I'm going to see if I can fly to see if I'm dreaming. And so I try to fly and I can't. I'm like, okay, cool, I'm dreaming. And in my dreams, if I try to think too hard about flying, I can't really get high and I can't float. I really have to keep my mind clear to keep moving. So I'm flying around the store and then I decide that I want to buy something and it's not like I needed it. It's like, I feel like I was like testing the waters. So I went to, it was a foam roller, like a body foam roller. And I take it to the front and I realize I don't have any money. I don't have my wallet. I don't have my phone. I don't have anything. And so there's a cashier there and he's counting money and he ends up handing a stack of cash to another employee that works there. And I'm like, okay, I could just walk out. It's a dream. I could do whatever I want. But I just felt this sense of like respect and rules where I was in this place. And I'm like, hey, I don't have any money. I've got my wallet. Can you buy this for me? And the guy kind of laughed and he's like, sure. So he bought it for me. I'm like, okay, that's that's freaking cool. So I leave there and I'm in a parking garage. 
and I'm looking for my car and I run across these three girls, probably my age, mid thirties or a little bit younger, three Hispanic girls. And we kind of walk into the corner of a parking garage where you would see like a soda machines, but there was just like an old white refrigerator. And all of a sudden I wanted to tell them, I'm like, guys, I'm like, I know I'm gonna sound crazy, but this isn't real. None of this is real. We are dreaming. This is this is not real. This is not happening right now. I said, you're gonna remember this when you wake up. My name is Heather Suchma. I'm like, repeat it back to me. And they kept forgetting. I'm like, I owned a company called Blue Lion. I'm like, look it up. I want you to look it up on your computer right now. She pulls her computer up and immediately it shuts off. Like it died or it won't work. And I kept trying to tell them. I'm like, this isn't real. I'm like, I hope you remember me, Heather Suchma. And um, we would look in the fridge, and every time we looked in the fridge, the items would change. And they were noticing that. I said, see, I'm telling you, this isn't crazy. Like, this isn't real. So I was going to, like, they ended up taking a few things from the refrigerator. And then I'm like, what the fuck? It's a dream. I don't even like beer, but I'm like, I'm going to take a beer. So I go to open up the fridge. There's no freaking beer anymore. And so I grab an open bottle of water that somebody had already drank out of. And I grab it. And I get in my car. And I'm driving. And I have this sense, like, I feel like I've already been in this world for a while. And I'm ready to go home. I, I'm so aware that I'm in this dream. And I've already met these people. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go home. So I get in my car and I start driving. And I'm just thinking, like, I want to go home. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm going to look at the clock in my car. I'm going to see what time it is. And I look down, and the dashboard is completely like old school blank, nothing. I'm like, of course there's no fucking clock. I'm not allowed to know, like, I know that you don't ask time and you don't ask dates when you're in that space. Because either, it, I understand it doesn't exist, or it tips people off that you're not in the right so there was no clock, so I just laughed. I'm like, of course there's not a clock. So I decide to go in a different store, and I'm flying through this beautiful, like, high-end furniture store, and there's stacks of crystals, like, iridescent, iridescent crystals. Like, there was, like, amber kind of colored iridescent crystals and the clear white iridescent crystals. And I'm like, again, I'm dreaming. I can do whatever the fuck I want. So I went to go pick one up to take one with me. And again, I had that feeling like, no, I can't take anything from this place. And this is the first time that I've ever, it's not like I felt pressure of rules. It's just like I understood and I respected what was happening there. So I put the crystal down and I went to go to leave the store again. And again, I just wanted to go home. And um, I'm, I'm looking outside, I'm looking for my car. I have a very distinct car. And so I see my car, and at that moment, I see myself in the car, rolling the windows up and driving away. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is happening? I'm like, okay. And I'm like, okay, dear God, I trust that you're gonna take me home. And then I check myself. I'm like, bitch, this is not how, like this is how you feel like you should be speaking, but this is not the words or the energy that makes sense to me. So I cleared that and I'm like, okay, I trust. I trust that the energy 
going to get me back home. I trust that the energy is going to get me back home. And all of a sudden, I felt an awareness. Before I opened my eyes, before anything, I felt an awareness back in my body. And I opened my eyes, and I'm like, okay, I made it back home. So I got up, I went to the bathroom, and I'm thinking, I'm going to remember all of, all of this. There's no way I'm going to not remember this. But of course, I don't trust myself because I forget everything. So I write everything down. Right at the end, 11 is like my spiritual number. Right at the end, it was 211 after I finished typing everything out. And that's when I messaged you. And I'm like, I need someone to help me because I've never, it's never been to a place in the dream when I'm trying to connect with other people through that. And to layer on top of this, um, so my mom has passed away and my sister has passed away. My mom passed away when I was 23. Um, uh, she had alcohol problems, but she died suddenly. She fell in the hospital and had a head bleed. My sister passed away when she was 14 and I was 12 of an asthma attack. Okay. Um, but the other weekend, um, two weekends ago, I had a breakdown. I was with people and something made me realize like how much I fucking miss my mom. Mm -hmm. And we didn't under understand each other then. Now I, I am my fucking mom, mm -hmm. which is insane because I used to think my mom was crazy. But now I'm like, oh, I get it. Like mm -hmm. she was just so open-minded and seeing things from such a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And now I do as well. But I was craving like the maternal where somebody thinks you've hung the moon somebody thinks that you are so special and that they're so hungry and interested to hear what you have to say and i had just been with people that i loved and i know that they can't give that to me i've known that it's just not who they are but for some reason i left just feeling so sad and i was crying in the car and my girls are asking what's wrong i'm like i just miss my mom like there's nobody you can't explain that love and affection and i want to be known and understood so badly especially by the people that i care about and so the next three days i'm not thinking anything else of that i'm on lexapro and wellbutrin like bitch don't cry i don't cry for anything you know but this really i just had a moment where i really just broke down and um so the next three days I wasn't thinking of anything or connecting anything, but I kept seeing 11s everywhere. And I was about to have plastic surgery. So I'm like, maybe I'm seeing 11s like, you know, it's a sign like everything's gonna be okay. You're gonna wake up. You're not gonna die in surgery. Like you're gonna be cool. Steven kept seeing 11s too. And he told me, I'm like, this is crazy. And then we were going to go um, the night before my surgery. We were gonna go eat Mexican food because I wanted a highly salty meal, you know, it's before surgery. And um, so I picked a, one place and we decided to go to this new place that we hadn't been since it had been taken over. We had talked about going, but I'm like, you know what? Let's do it, let's go. So we go, the kids play outside. We have a lovely dinner. And my youngest daughter, Teddy, who just turned four, this bitch picks up every piece. I can't even call it trash. Everything she finds is a treasure to her. A rock, um, a broken piece of a bracelet. She collects everything and brings it to us, okay? But sometimes it's literally like old chewing gum or a sticker that's from the 80s with every, you know, every, she collects everything. 
And so we're getting in the car, I'm exhausted, and she goes to start picking something up and I start telling her like, Teddy, leave that, like, leave that alone. She picks it up, she walks in the car, and it's a tiny gold encrusted and orange mushroom charm that was just sitting on the road. And my mom, her, she, her everything was mushrooms. On my notes, on my napkins, and my, she would draw mushrooms. She had mushroom things all over the house, like my mom and mushrooms were the same. And so that's when, and I look at the clock, there's an 11, and that's when Steve, I'm like, oh my God, Steve, all of this has been happening since the, since Sunday, since I had that breakdown. Like my mom's been like, baby, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, but made it so clear. So all of this kind of has been happening. And then before I had the surgery, it's an unnecessary surgery. It's something I wanted to do, but I have no fear of dying at all. I'm a little nervous about um, the way I'll die, but if I died on a table asleep, I mean, who could be so lucky? You know what I'm saying? I'm not ready to leave my kids, but I have no fear of dying. And like, it's just like my mind just keeps getting more and more and more open. And the more I understand nothing, the more comforted I feel and the safer I feel in the forever and in everything outside of this. I want my next tattoo in French to say after life because I feel like, but I feel like I'm touching something over there, but I don't, I don't understand. So I just literally vomited everything on you. <laughs> so I don't even know where you want to start. Well, first and foremost, I want to start by saying, you're, you're doing great, don't, don't stress out. You're an incredible person. And the fact that you are reaching a higher level of consciousness goes to show that you're tapping into the realm of understanding that there is an afterlife, that there is a thing called lucid dreams. Lucid dreams, by the way, you did have a lucid dream, um, has been happening for hundreds of years. And in 1980, um, researchers in Stanford really tested people. They actually uh, put them in sleep labs and were able to like see if their eye movements were going from left to right uh, pretty fast. And um, as they were tracking some of the dreams, they were able to interpret if people were having sex in their dream, if they were flying. Uh -huh. So a lot of the things that you did um, incorporate in what you actually dreamt about are considered elements of lucid dreams. Uh -huh. And um, lucid dreams are considered like a hybrid of consciousness, meaning like you're sleeping, but you feel awake. Uh -huh. And if you happen to have repetitive lucid dreams, like uh -huh. you want to have like a to be continued uh -huh. but the ending maybe changes is because you've reached that higher level of consciousness of being able to change things and learn something new uh -huh. there's been many tests and studies shown that um even learning a sport or trying to figure out solutions yes. to difficult problems yes. yeah um have been discovered during lucid dreams i have them a lot so you know i totally understand and what do, you, what do you choose to do in your lucid dreams? Yeah. It's interesting because as soon as I, I really see the dream turning into something sour or related to like my past life or related to someone in my past, uh -huh. I try to pause just like you did with trying to get like the bottle of beer or the bottle uh -huh, of water. Uh -huh. 
and it always gives me this special message of like let it go let go of your past uh -huh. uh, because the subconscious mind is related to your ego and fears uh -huh. and so anytime you're scared of something it'll come out in the lucid dreams so like okay. you're scared of the unknown place you're scared of not knowing when you're gonna come back to reality you're scared that other people won't believe that you're dreaming and all of that has a lot to do with maybe some of your fears that you have here in, uh -huh. in the actual human realm yeah and there's a lot of um symbolisms that i'm finding in your dream in terms of like maybe like some of the materialistic stuff like uh -huh. the, the the furniture or the things that you maybe want but didn't necessarily have the money for but then you didn't want to steal and, and that that is part of like a a yoga um, form there's the yamas and the niyamas and it's mm -hmm. part of like non-hoarding and non-stealing mm -hmm. and so something tells me that because you're reaching a higher level of consciousness you're being more aware of like things that you really need versus things that you want versus yeah. things yes. that you don't necessarily have to have yes and again in the yogi community it's all about kindness and sharing and being at peace with who you are and also being able to receive messages and also sit in meditative practices trying to figure out like what's the main reason like what's the, the bigger picture yeah I sense that you're at a very high vibration uh -huh. and what's happening around you is most people are in low vibrations uh -huh. and so that's why you may feel alienated or very different or too much or too much you know? and you're not crazy and your daughter Teddy is very psychic I'm picking up on that as well um, in fact I have a little gift for I, I brought some gifts I'll, I'll give you the gifts afterwards but I brought a little gift for her and I feel like as she's collecting many things you know she'll love these little crystals oh my gosh. yeah the seven oh chakras gosh. and I don't know I I feel like with you being a mom just to encourage the curiosity and yes. and also to not be afraid of that kind of stuff yes. so getting super educated on it yes when um, when Tori came in last night um, I was joking with her. She comes in. The oldest is Tori. Then we have Stella, the middle, crazy, amazing, who's not as intuitive. Tori is intuitive, and Teddy is intuitive. Um, I feel like Tori is um, airy intuitive, and I feel like Teddy is, like, grounded. In, mm. Like, like, do you see what I mean? Yeah. And so whenever she came in... Um, I, she's like, we, I, we have to talk, mommy. I'm like, oh my God, like, did you start your period? She's like, no, I'm like, okay, well, let's record this. I want to hear what's going on because she's told me other times that she sensed things, but she, as she's telling me this, I'm like, I believe you, I trust you. And you and daddy both heard it. Steve's been, he's felt things and seen things that I haven't. And I'm like, you're they're coming to you and not me like what the hell but I told Tori like I'm asking her I'm like does the energy feel heavy does it feel light does it feel neutral or do you just feel afraid and therefore it feels heavy she feels curious and sometimes things can feel a little bit heavy she said she wants to say that it feels like a male energy she said that we live on an old boy scout ground mm. and
and she said whenever we were visiting like old, they felt like haunted buildings, but they were probably from like the 60s, the old cafeterias and stuff like that. And she said she felt a spirit there and she feels like it followed her. And she feels it and she never brought it up to us until recently we were having these talks. And so I don't think it truly scared her, but it's something that she's feeling. And I told her about our meeting and I've told her about the tarot cards. Like one of our friends, she just had a birthday and one of our friends gave her a tarot deck that she can color and like make her own. And Tori's like, how do you play? Like, well, you don't play. I'll have to explain everything to you, but I don't even know where I was going with this. But I did tell her that I was going to talk to you about the energy that she was feeling and if you had anything mm-hmm. to say to her or comfort her or open her up or I don't know. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think she's very spot on with the spirit um, following her because uh-huh. um, spirits are assigned to people mm-hmm. and so not always are the spirits like deceased family members right. or angels or even animals. I mean, that's definitely a combination of the many few. and. The land that y'all live on is probably very sacred and old. Yes. And there are a lot of entities and spirits there. Um, I would say because she is a little bit more clairvoyant and also able to sense them to just make sure that she's protective and that she feels safe and good because uh-huh. not not all energies are are good I try not to open up any portals yeah something that has been really bizarre for me lately is a lot of my clients are starting to reach out that I've been in their dream oh uh-huh. and so I'm doing some astral traveling and if you google that yeah, I mean yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty scary because that means that I opened up a portal and that portal is not dangerous or bad but it's basically I'm in these dreams like waving at them or turning into like scientific animals like phoenixes that are trying to give them messages of like rebirth or fire energy and so they feel very empowered by it but it's yeah. it's freaking me out a little bit because during the same time that they're dreaming about me I'm dreaming about them stop it yeah so it's a matter of like the day after where they're like snowy you were in my dream you were waving at me and I was like yeah and I was trying to get your attention because I haven't seen you in a while my goodness See, I feel like that's what I was trying to do with those three strange women. Like, I wanted to be like, listen, there's something outside of this and I want you. I mean, I have no wisdom to give them, but I just wanted to connect with them in a different place so that they can be aware of something outside of this, you know? The way that I interpret that, because I do know a little bit about your background, we've talked about it before is that you you do have a huge following and you you have a successful business and have done amazing things but the chapter that you're in right now is beginning over from a fresh start yeah and your need for being heard or recognizing your name is the struggle in your dream but in real life it's not because you could do whatever the hell you want and yeah. you would still have your name right. and it will still have the background that you worked so hard for yeah so don't be afraid of of rebirthing yourself for starting completely over and basically saying that you can always rewrite your story yes you can always leave your old story in the past but focusing too much on the future is gonna take away from what's presently in front of you and I am very good at that now I don't get caught up in the past and something happened like after I 
retired, I guess, that I literally cannot or do not think of anything outside of the day that I'm in. Mm -hmm. That is it. If people ask about things, I'm not the planner of our family, my husband is. I'm so lucky to have the balance of that, but I don't worry about shit. I just know I'll check, I'll try to check my calendar. I'll try to remember to check my calendar and wherever I have to be, I'll show up. But all I'm worried about is today. What's happening next week? I don't know. I'll check the calendar when it comes. Like I am very present, but again, I do feel this, this like hunger to create art. And again, the medium of art, I don't know if it's physical. I don't know if it's I definitely know that what I'm doing here is what I love. I want to continue to do this forever. Somebody asked me something on Instagram because I'm like, oh, I feel like I've offended enough people. I've gone down below 10,000, which I've changed so much over the years that I wouldn't have even, like if I were gonna follow my old self, I'd be so annoyed by who I used to be, but it's all just part of this journey that mm. I've been on and who they started to follow 10 years ago is totally different than who I am today, which is fine. It still hurts my feelings a little bit. I feel a little bit rejected, but I also know that I am being so open and so authentic to myself, but I don't, I want something, I want something both of my own and, but something that I can give to the world. And I want it to be I see myself as a living, walking piece of art, and I want to create and to do something, and I just feel, I, I think I'm thinking so much about it that I'm not doing. Yeah. The thing with the followers, I've always personally told myself that I'm not for everyone. I'm just not. Even when I was single and dating, like I would go on a date or two and I would never hear from the person again. And I think that this realm is scary to some people because they're just not curious enough or they come from a very strict background. And what I've found in myself is that I have to be authentically me. And that's what I love so much about you is that in the future, you're gonna get different types of followers that are gonna understand you. And in terms of the artistic realm, we recently got back from Martha, and I actually I have your pictures. You belong in Martha. You are <laughs> loved Martha. It. Okay. There was there was this vibration that was unheard of. We went yeah. to this art installation with gongs, and it was like a sound bath, and I got some pretty vivid visions. In fact, I didn't have service, which was lovely. Yes. And some of the visions, which I've had multiple times, was that I needed to get back into painting. And that's what I have my degree in, fine art. And I haven't painted in over 15 years. My first, um, my first marriage was you know, took kind of that love for creative things away from me. And I feel like moving fast forward, being with my soulmate and also just like traveling to a really artsy, cool city yeah. made me realize I'm limiting myself. I'm in my head thinking that what I'm able to create is not good enough and the yes. hell with that. Right. Because art is subject subjective. Completely. So in my vision, because I'm a psychic medium tarot reader, I went and bought 80 canvases and I'm going to create an interpretation of my own deck through paintings with my story of my life, whether you like it or not. It's going to be very raw, very vulnerable. And you talk about your connection with your mom. Before my mom passed, she 
started a painting and never finished it so I'm gonna finish it and that's gonna be the last painting and I've already manifested an art opening and oh also bringing gosh. it to Marfa and yes. that's that's the kind of high vibration that I'm in right now and and I feel that you're in that same path so it doesn't matter what you do just get your hands on it and and see how it feels and be okay if your art is rejected by some people because you're a million yeah. percent right art yeah. is it's supposed to make you feel yeah. something yeah. and if you feel nothing towards my art then it is not for you yeah I feel the same way about jewelry about mm. crystals about rocks about shells like once you you know you have this connection to this this energy to this thing you can't walk away from it because you can't stop thinking about it. you're like that's mine that yep. art can't go to anybody else so I did used to make art that I loved and I have it sitting in bins and I want to get back into that that scared me to put that out there to the world because again I just feel like this isn't good enough nobody's gonna understand it's weird but to me it's cool as shit but, okay, um, another thing that I've, I'm finally figuring out in, in life and I want to hear your thoughts on this too is my husband and I have been together for 21 years and in, you know, I came from kind of a not steady household and so I think we became extremely codependent early, um, which was okay it helped us grow for a long time I think we went through some unhealthy phases being codependent and just recently I had a dream I had a dream um, that all of a sudden I realized I needed to leave him I don't remember what the situation was but that was the first time I had in my soul in my who I am I'm like I don't need him I can do this I can be on my own and I felt this sense of incredible peace with that and I woke up and I didn't want to tell him because <clears throat> I didn't how do you tell him guess what I don't need you you know that's not but when I think how do I want to raise my girls I want my girls to be raised as whole human beings and anybody that you get to spend your life with is a joy and a pleasure but what I ended up as I kind of kept thinking it through and talking it through, I do not like or want to feel needed because as soon as I feel needed, I feel smothered, I feel, and because I am such a free spirit and Steve um, craves security when he feels me pulling away because I need space, his automatic reaction is to pull me in. Have you seen Dumb and Dumber? Yes. I'm like, pretty bird. <laughs> pretty bird you know the dead bird the blind kid I'm like Steve this is what you're doing to me I am a bird and you were choking me it's out of love I'm like but think of me as a wild exotic bird do you want this bird caged in your yard or do you want this bird that comes and visits you every day it's free but it chooses you I'm like I choose you I don't need you I choose you and to me choosing someone is so much more powerful because to me need can come from a deprived fearful selfish place where you are depending and dragging the other person and I feel like me realizing that I don't need him and that I am choosing him and that I hope and I plan to continue to choose him for the rest of my life but I never want to stay with someone because I need them. The only person I should need is me and my connection to 
the, my inner to the energy. That's it. So what are your thoughts about that? I mean, you said so beautifully your soulmate and I feel like he is my soulmate, but I don't want, he still is kind of needy. He's used to me giving him everything he wants. After all of this, after this dream and everything, we had a huge fight and I finally drew the line in the sand. I'm like, I'm fucking done because all I want for him to be happy i will do anything and i've done anything his whole life he's an only child his parents treated him well but he is an only child but i was just so thankful to have him and to have him love me that i've given him and done everything and i have protected his happiness and i've cared for his heart and i've cared for his happiness so much so that that's been my job and i get tired and if something's wrong with me emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally, I don't look to him to fix it. I look to myself. I take power in knowing like, okay, I know I've got something going on, but I'm gonna work on it and I'm gonna fix it. For him, it's like, he's not, he's getting more self-aware, but I feel like in the past, he hasn't been self-aware enough to be like, wait, this is about me. He will find some way to make it me not giving him the type of love that he needs. And so he's hurting. And so once we had this huge fight, after I had this dream, I drew a line in the fucking sand. I said, I'm done because I love you with all of my entire heart. And the only thing I need from you is I need you to allow me to be free and I need you to accept my love freely without expectation without parameters without anything just I'm loving you freely and I want you to accept that that is all I fucking need in life I'm not like most wives where I need all this other shit I need to be free I want you to want me not need me and I want you to accept my love as I'm giving it to you without condition and he's finally had somewhat of an awakening and is getting that, but he's slower moving than I am. But what are your thoughts on relationships and the health of relationships? And yeah, you, you're, you're right on par with being able to communicate and vocalize how, who you are, how you need things to be done. But also I recently discovered this amazing workshop called the human design. Yes. And do you know what yours is? I am a manifest generator. Okay, and do you know what his is? No idea. Okay, definitely do his test, it's free. Okay. I'm I'm a generator and my partner is a projector and I think at the beginning, um, when we first got married, I w it was hard for me to understand like why he did things a certain way. Uh -huh. And I, I don't wanna go into too many details in terms it's of some of our so arguments. Yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But what I noticed that his design as a projector is to not only be asked to enter in conversations or ask for his opinions but also to allow him to explore on his own uh -huh. and if he decides that he wants to research and study how to put something together versus how I would normally do it which right. is quick and fast right to be patient with that and I feel like those tests really gave me a broader interpretation of like maybe even some of the past people that I've been with and how easily frustrated I would get so I started realizing that we're all designed a certain way and we all have different needs and it goes beyond the human design it goes with the upbringing like you mentioned you know just being uh, 
in a certain family, maybe even only child. Um, I'm an only child as well, and so I do have a lot of those codependency kind of characteristics, but as I got older, I realized that being independent works best for me, uh -huh. and also having that space to be creative and to be left alone is just needed in the spiritual realm because yeah. part of meditating and finding solutions to problems, you can't do it with people around. You just can't. How do you recommend for people like me I, well, I've never, I would say I've never successfully meditated. All of this is, all of this is kind of new. I think I've touched on different parts of things in different parts of my life, but I don't leave space for meditation for myself, and I don't even know how to do it. It's kind of like I, when I was learning to pray, you know, I didn't know how to pray. I'm like, yes. wait, how do you do this? There's no right way. But for a beginner, for people who don't know how to how to start, how do you what do you recommend? Yeah, it's it's the simplest thing. Meditating is breathing. Connecting your breath, inhale to exhale, is a way to start like this rhythm and flow. Uh -huh. There's many means of meditation and visualization. For me, I personally like to meditate when there's no one around, and uh -huh. I also meditate in my car. So okay. I'm a very anxious person by nature, and so like driving gives me anxiety. People telling me to drive faster gives me anxiety. Yes. Finding parking spaces gives me anxiety. I mean, the, the whole nine I'm yards. Uh -huh. So I will pull into a parking lot, close my eyes and just inhale and exhale letting that out um, audible exhale works best but there's also like um, nostril breathing uh -huh. alternate I've nostril heard about breathing that. okay there's chanting uh -huh. there's singing that's a form of meditation all of that is way too deep for a beginner a beginner mm -hmm. i think i would i would chanting i would be so nervous <laughs> i couldn't do it but i could start with breathing breathing and sitting alone yeah and should I be focusing on clearing my mind or will that stress me out? Well, in May. Or just thinking about breathing is the place to start. Thinking about breathing, but there's also guided meditation. So uh -huh. Spotify and okay. YouTube, uh, depending on what state you want to be in. If you want to just be in a state of like peaceful or um, just relaxing, you can just type in on Google like uh, peaceful meditation and it's just sound. Mm -hmm. And being able to concentrate on what you're hearing uh -huh. allows your brain to empty out. Yes. The whole reason why you're meditating is because our brain is consumed with past stuff, things that we need to do later on today, how we feel in the current moment. And you have to be able to stand in your power and recognize that sometimes not thinking about anything at all is so beautiful and peaceful. Yeah. It takes time. It takes practice. You start with one to two minutes and then you can go up to 10. Okay. Um, some people go in what's called silent meditation. So when you wake up, you don't talk to anyone and it's kind of a known fact in the family. Like, Hey, my ritual is I'm going to wake up. I'm going to grab tea, coffee, journal. Don't talk to me. Um, and the whole part about being silent is you're not having to think about what you have to tell people or start your things to-do list right when you wake up. Right. Disconnecting from electronics also helps. So yeah. like at night, you don't sleep with your phone, those kind of things. And that will also encourage some more of those vivid dreams or even dreaming in general. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah, you can't have your phone next to your bedside. In fact, maybe put it on the floor. I'm the worst. Yeah. Do you know what I do? You probably sleep with it. <laughs> 
worse than that. Oh you know, I have a, a, a little scab in my little ear because I've been sleeping with headphones in. The, I know, my frying my brain in every way. I put the mask on, I sleep with headphones in, and I listen to podcasts, but like murder podcasts as oh, I sleep. Oh, no. okay, yeah. Because yeah. I love it. It's so comforting to me. It's my favorite thing to do. In general, <laughs> going to sleep is my favorite thing because it's like, okay, I'm leaving this world, and then I have the perfect sleeping position. I have all of my pillows. I have my I have everything, and then I just go visit wherever, and I just listen to... I mean, things that aren't positive or helpful in any way. It's just what I've been doing. So I don't know how to sleep in quiet. I don't know how to be in quiet. Do you know that I have a podcast on 24-7? If I'm walking away to brush my teeth, I'm listening to something. If I'm doing laundry, I'm listening to something. Like, I'm so used to being comforted by... Um, I like feeling like I'm with people, but them not needing any of my energy. So it feels comforting to kind of be there and hear things, but I don't need, I can just think things in my mind and I don't need to give anybody any energy. Yeah, I think with you listening to podcasts, you're just a curious person by yes, nature yes. and you're just learning, learning, learning. And yeah. I'm fascinated by that. I would, I would suggest based on what I'm observing right now is mm -hmm. that maybe give yourself a little bit of time where you do disconnect from everything. Mm -hmm. That way you can process all of the things that you're listening to because part of that journey is you're learning and then you need the moment to either write it down or figure out if that's something you want to discuss in your podcast, but there needs to be that break. Yeah, space. I need space. blank space. Yeah. I'm not good at giving myself blank space. Have you you've read the book, The Artist's Way? No. Oh my gosh, okay, well, this I think is incredible, but it's about nurturing the artist within you, and when it's hard to find the artist that we know is there that's meant to give to the world, it helps to create that blank space, but one of the practices, there's like, I think that's, there's like seven things. One of the cool things is every week you take your artist on a date. Where would your artist want to go? Don't think about you, don't think about fearing anything, just if you were taking your artist out, go sit in nature, go to your favorite coffee shop, go to an art museum, go whatever the fuck you, your artist would want to do, go do that. But there's another thing, first thing in the morning, you wake up and you just start, it's not automatic writing, but it's any thought you have, it is non-stop writing, anything. And you're supposed to fill up, I think, like either a full page or three pages or something, and you just keep going. Literally emptying. You're not thinking too much. You're not worried about making sense. You're not worried about making it legible. But it just like clears everything from your mind so that you can start your mind fresh. You never have to go back to that. You're never meant to go back and read it. It's truly just like a cleansing and getting you going for the day. I think that's really great for beginners as yes. well because most people ask me like Snowy what do you journal about I mean do I journal about like things that I'm grateful for do I journal about things that I want to manifest and sometimes I tell people just write down what's in your head at the moment like yeah. there's there's something there it's there for a reason do you want to discover more about it or do you want to just leave it on the table and move on and it's scary sometimes to write because when I used to write I used to write like 
who am I writing to? Am I writing to an audience? Am I writing to myself? Am I writing to God? I think the best thing is to write to absolutely no one with no intention of anyone ever reading it. So you feel free to write anything. You can burn it if you want to I after, love but just things. to get it all out, right? Yes. And anything that you don't want to share your most private thoughts, you just write it and then burn it. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my rituals every full oh, moon and that. new moon. Okay. Yeah, so full moons are all about releasing and letting go, and new moons are all about um, beginnings and setting intentions. Yeah. While we're on the conversation about writing, um, it was really crazy. When you contacted me, I was in Marfa, and five days prior, I was at a store, and I saw this book of dream journals and lucid dreams, and then you contacted me. So yesterday, I went back and got you the book. Are you serious? Yeah. It's badass. And because... Oh, my God. So it's called The Complete Book of Dreams, and it's a guide to unlocking the meaning and healing power of your dreams. Oh, my God. And chills. number 97, page 97, tells you a little bit about, you know, lucid dreams. But it, it really interprets every type of dream, and then there's, like, a writing section for yes. you. But anyways, this is yours. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so, so, so much. I, I just can't tell you when... I, in the middle of the night, I just knew you were the person that I needed to talk this through with. So thank you for being here. And I have to ask, yeah. if do you feel my mom, my sister, any energies around? Is there anything you can tell me? Yeah. And if they're not here, I know they're here, but if they're not coming through, I won't be mad at them. They're definitely with you. Uh -huh. And I did listen to your... Uh, podcast where you did speak about me and then I remember you interviewed another tarot reader psychic medium and the bad I, one or the good one the bad one yeah and I don't I don't want to yeah, yeah, yeah I don't yeah, want to yeah. go into that but I will right. say that like some of the things I felt weren't accurate and I was picking up more on female versus male yeah because I believe she talked about your brother and whatnot I had no right yeah and so what I'm sensing right now is that your mom is with you specifically, uh -huh. with especially with like the little mushroom symbolism. Yes. But there's a couple of things that they need from you. And yes. one is to create an altar for them. Have you done that before? No, okay, no, so no, 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 no. I can send you, when I get home today, um, I can send you a, a, a picture of my altar for my mom. Uh -huh. So it, it just continues to grow and continues to grow but an altar is just like an old photo or a photo of them along with crystals and you can dry roses mushrooms, and whatever things. it's uh -huh. kind of like a terrarium yes. you know where you you get plants and you add like all these little trinkets and you know have teddy involved have other you have yes. your daughters involved with like adding stuff to it and this altar is in a place where you know it's not necessarily seen maybe it's in a corner maybe yeah. it's in a closet maybe it's under a window um, mine's in i have a yoga studio upstairs and so um, where I move my body and I know that she wants to watch me, you know, dance and have a yeah, good yeah, time. Yeah. I used to do Reiki sessions there. Um, but my mom's altar has, I'll buy flowers and when they when they die, I'll dry them. And uh -huh. I have like the back wall of all the flowers hanging for her. And it, it's a beautiful thing. And they're asking for that because even with the altar, it's recognition that they're here. However, you have to call for them to assist you. And I don't know how to do that. So you either get a bell. I have a bell in my bag. Uh -huh. I, or you can just say, angels and spirits, please step forward. Please give me the guidance and they'll come through. 
Okay. And a white light, a white candle is going okay. to work, and that's it. It's simple as that. Anybody who has experienced uh, a loss or grief, that's something that I highly recommend. And within within days, I'll get messages that they are coming through with flickering the lights, or that they came through in a dream, or something happened that was connected to them. Yeah. This makes so much sense to me. My um, we my sister didn't get cremated. My sister was buried, um, and we scattered my mom's ashes just over my sister's um, gravesite. But whenever I would get emotional and sad years ago, and I felt like I I need that connection to like my mom, my sister, to blood. I'm not close to my dad. I'm not close to any of my other family. And I would just go listen to Bush or Nirvana, like my sister's music, and I would lay on her grave and just like hang out with her. And I would just feel so fucking happy just to like be with them. And so this, making this space for them, makes so much sense so I can go and be with my family yeah. and have that like, because that's what I'm craving is that connection, but I don't have a tangible way to get that, but this makes perfect sense. I can create that space for us. And it's a ritual. That that will be the moment where you just sit in front of the altar and you close your eyes and you just breathe and you'll feel very um, calm and safe and connected. And it's, it's your way of honoring them and their way of being able to communicate back with you. I cannot wait. And okay, so right now we're at a, what would you call this? A coffee shop, a cafe, yeah. uh, it's the Meridian. Yeah, it's super beautiful. It's a music venue, an art space, a coffee shop, um, located right next door is like a little grocery store with plants and vitamins and crystals. It's, it's magical. And that's where we're about to walk over. She's gonna walk me over there and show me those things. Um, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm mainly on Instagram, Snowy Rodeo, or snowyrodeotarot.com. I do a lot of virtual sessions, so if you don't live in Texas, I mean, I do virtual sessions all over the world. I'm also going to be traveling a little bit internationally. I host international retreats or co-host them with my sister, Mary Beth and Elise. She's a doctor. And um, yeah, I'm very much involved in the community. I have an office um, South First Street. It's called Blue Suede and it's a Blue wine. Suede. Yeah, you should go. It's a wine shop and shoe store and it's it's female owned. Oh my goodness. And they let me office out of there which and is so is generous. This is in or Austin? This is in Austin, okay. yeah. And yeah, I feel very connected to the community just because I've been doing this for a while and I've, I've met so many amazing people such as yourself. Now, can you tell people a little bit about the cute little scams that happen when people start following you, just as a heads up? Because when I started following you, there was a, another, um, it was like snowy rodeo underscore whatever, and you followed me back, and or this person, and maybe we had already, maybe, I don't know, the real you and me were already following each other, but snowy rodeo in quotations messaged me and said oh my god i just feel this deep connection with you i want to read you i whatever i'm like this is like when a celebrity reaches out to you and i felt like oh my gosh this is amazing and then i'm like reading the english i'm like wait this is not proper english this is not right and then i realized that for a lot of people so 
a lot of times if you push follow on snowy you will get a message from somebody that is going to look like her handle but it's not you yeah so that was an imposter it was probably like the most terrifying time of my life because just like any other um, psychic medium tarot reader anybody kind of in the holistic field we are all getting targeted because yes. people are vulnerable and they're like exactly. I want to know about my future so I have made the decision to make my account private oh. am I losing followers absolutely but I have to scan you before like you actually start following me okay because Instagram didn't really do anything about it they didn't want to take anything down um, this imposter was asking for money and yeah like you said just um, Praying on the vulnerable. Praying on the vulnerable. And so what I did was I paid PQ to find out who it was. Oh, I was good. able to get their email address and shut them down via Venmo and Zelle. And at that particular moment, I just made the decision to just be private so that I don't have to worry about my people. All of my followers are personal people that I know or have met yeah. or know me through someone I know. And I would never... DM anybody for a reading. In fact, I'm kind of booked out until December, and so I am accepting new clients, and I love connecting with people, but I'm not, like, craving... You're not reaching out yeah. to them. So I'm not that craving is a, new business. No, that is a heads up. Well, thank you so much for meeting with me and being on my tiny little podcast that hopefully one day I'll be world famous for. You are famous. But I'm, I'm so happy. Guys, thank you so much for listening from the bottom of my heart. Do I deserve a five-star review? No, I do not. But please leave me a five-star review because one day I may need a real job. I love you and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. You bye. Say bye. Bye, guys. Okay, the sound quality is going to be especially bad in here because I'm in my car, but okay, so after, I'm going to burp, I'm disgusting, I just had four shots of espresso over extra ice in a lowball glass, you know, like they put whiskey in, super cute crystal glass, um, with a splash of half and half and two stevia, and it rocked my world. I drank that while I was talking with Snowy, but that was just the most being in her presence. I just can't tell you how bright and brilliant and energizing and like confirming she is like as a soul. If you have the opportunity to set up something even virtually with her, it's just it's it's incredible. Especially I feel like us at the age that we're in like our demographic that's listening to this I think I have two men and I probably have like uh one teenager that listens to this I think this is all I think we're all like you know late 20s I'm giving myself credit there to 50s and a lot of us are in different phases in our lives where we're trying to figure out what the hell we're supposed to be doing and what we're supposed to be giving back to the world and sitting there and talking with Snowy was it was just incredible. Absolutely, absolutely incredible. And then, okay, so we went to the Meridian and the next store, there's this cute little shop called, I don't know if it's Zoe Market or Zoe, Zoe Market. I can't even, there's a sign in the way. It's Z-O, I think I Market. And they have wine and also a bakery, but they also sold crystals and plants. And of course, I bought things for my altar that I'm starting to build for my loved ones and for my like my sacred quiet 
space. I am so freaking excited. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, Another guest, this is totally sidebar, but another really interesting guest that I'm going to see if he'll come on is my plastic surgeon because I feel like a lot of us um, have questions about procedures and different things. So I can take a list of questions um, to Dr. Boutros and we can sit down and do an interview if he'll grant me that. I think he will. I think I've paid him enough, <laughs> enough to pretend he likes me enough to sit down and do a podcast. Um, but this was just so beautiful. I fucking love you so much. I'm going now with my best friend, Amanda, and we're going to go tear up New Braunfels. Um, I, okay. I might be getting another tattoo today. I need to get a mushroom tattoo for my mom. Like, I feel like today is the day. My sister's birthday is 11-11. That's coming up. I think my sister would, if she were alive, she would get a mushroom tattoo with me today. I don't know. Everything's good. Today, it's cloudy. It's not a gorgeous day, but I am the sunshine for today, my people. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I hope you enjoyed this insane episode. Um, Give me some feedback. Um the lady wait not the it is lady heather pod at yahoo.com i think let me double check that because i'm a loser and i don't even check my i have six emails holy shit oh wait no these are oh man i just i thought i got all these um emails in my lady heather inbox And this is like, say goodbye to complicated divorces. Renew your driver's license in a jiffy. What bullshit, man. No one likes me. Y'all send me an email. Select all. Delete, bitch. Trash all. Um, send me an email, ladyheatherpod at yahoo.com, just to say hi, give me some feedback. Um, if you need more inform- information on where to find Snowy or any other contact of anything that I can help you with, just reach out. I love you to the moon. Okay, I'm shutting up now. Goodbye for real, for real, for real.